In these winter months, consider TripInsurance.com to cover your next cruise investment. Buy direct from the leading insurers and save up to 40% or more on comparable plans from the other sites. Get a quote today and save from TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thanks for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Coming up a little later on in the show, we'll get a review of Princess Cruises Crown Princess. A couple of weeks ago, Carnival Corporation CEO Arnold Donald at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas released this new technology that Carnival Corporation is rolling out. It's going to be first debuting with Princess Cruises later on this year. I had a chance to listen in to the call on this new technology and then had a chance to participate in a Q&A session. So let's listen to some of those sound bites real quick. Here at CES, we unveiled Ocean Medallion, a first-of-its-kind wearable device capable of transforming cruise vacations by delivering a highly personalized and elevated level of guest experience. You can wear the Ocean Medallion as an accessory or simply keep it in your pocket. And you don't need to worry about charging it or turning it on or, or even learning how to use it. Its simplicity is a big part of what makes it so special. Um, it's said that great things come in small packages, and that is a claim that the Ocean Medallion can absolutely live up to. Now, we're excited to begin rolling out our Ocean Medallion class experience, powered by our proprietary and patent-pending guest experience platform with Princess Cruises, the company led by Jan Schwartz, who chose to be the first of our 10 brands to introduce Ocean Medallion to her guests. The Ocean Medallion class debuts this November on Princess Cruises' newest ship, Regal Princess. So that's the background on the medallion. Then it got into a question and answer session. Play Soundbite 7. Hey, hey guys, how are you? I wanted to know, does this kind of practically track where people are if they're not on the ship so for example if if you've got five people missing when a ship's about to leave do you can you know where they are if they're somewhere in the destination and also if they're um if there's something going on on the ship or if they go overboard will this let you know quickly or does it only really work within the closed system of the ship you know it's a sensor-based technology so wherever we have the sensors of course we can track and our private destinations, um, in our own um, ports, uh, our private islands, those types of things. You know, you can assume that eventually, you know, those will all have the sensors and, and, and we'll be able to provide people the same experience ashore that we're providing them on board the ship. Um, mm-hmm. So that, that's the first answer. Um, the second answer is, you know, this technology is not designed for safety, but obviously, mm-hmm. everything about the guest is important to us. And um, we have other mechanisms, obviously, including um, the, the cameras and whatnot, uh, to, to check for man overboard um, uh, type of activity. But, but the reality here is it's not designed for that. Would it be another tool that could help us triangulate you know, time or location or maybe even catch an incident uh, at the time it's happening? Is another tool available? But, but we're not dependent on this for that. A couple extra points. is that The medallion, unlike GPS, is not, that's embedded in everyone's phone, is uh, not tracking you from place to place or continually. What the medallion does is it gives us awareness of the guest in any experiential environment that our guest is in. And so it's less about containment within the ship, and it's more about wherever we're providing guest service 
the sensors will be, and thus the experience intelligence from that will then be pushed straight back in to maximizing the guest experience. But it is not a global tracking system like a GPS. It's there for the guests by us to maximize their experience. And one more here. Which one am I going to do? Play 11. How will you handle replacement? If the guest says, oh my goodness, what did I do with it? I lost it. It's been stolen. How do they get a replacement, and will that be as quick as it you know, typically is now? Go down to the desk, take an ID, get your key card, replace. Okay, as it relates to replacement of the medallion, you already said it. Same thing okay. is if you mis- misplaced your card. The great news is, is that we have so, you know, the, the access to that is instantaneous. The disconnection from the guest account it can handle by the guest or the appropriate crew member. So that's simply not a problem. It will be just as quick as replacing any form of other media. So that's not a problem at all. Joining us now is Sherry Kennedy from CruiseMaven.com. Hey, Sherry. Hey, Doug. All right, so we heard from Arnold Donald about this new wearable technology that Carnival Corporation is rolling out later on this year. To me, it's just like Walt Disney World has the Magic Band, or uh, what is it, Royal Caribbean has the Wow Band, right? It is. You can wear it on your wrist or put it on a a lanyard or put it in your pocket. Yep, it's very similar. Same function, um, different shape. (laughs) Now, they're claiming that it can make you get on the ship faster. Do you think that it can actually really do that? Because it seems like embarkation, it really isn't that bad right now. No, it's not. It's really, it's not bad at all. But this is supposed to be a pre-boarding experience that will make you ocean ready. Um, They're going to collect information during embarkation that you will submit, and they'll have that in their system before you even get to the terminal. They're also claiming it's going to make the ship easier to navigate. Now, I look at cruise lines like Royal Caribbean that have these big, I don't know, like iPads on the wall that help you navigate the ship, but this little medallion, from what I'm reading, it's going to connect to like a handheld device, like your smartphone. Well, they describe it as a personal digital experience concierge accessible by all guests using these interactive displays throughout the ship. So it's similar to, to uh, you know, those wall-mounted electronic compass finders, if you want to call that, let you know where you are. What I find interesting about this little piece, Sherry, is that it's going to basically, like, the crew members are going to be carrying some kind of digital portable device where they could, any crew member that you come across or cross paths with, can almost help you do anything on the ship. Well, that's how they're billing it. According to Carnival, they said a bartender or room steward can now help you make restaurant reservations. And also they can make spa reservations for you, too. <laughs> that, that's really weird, like having your room steward or bartender make a spa reservation for you. Because this last point I want to talk about here is uh, they're saying that your food will be able to find you, meaning that your medallion can be programmed where if you want to get something or getting, get in touch and have something brought to you, it could be brought to you. You don't have to send one of your kids to the buffet. You'll be able to place a food order and have it delivered to wherever you happen to be, which is kind of interesting. So, you know, it does have a little bit of a GPS uh, feature on it. How lazy has society gotten where we have to have yeah. food on a cruise ship brought to us by the pool. I don't know. It's getting a little weird. But, you know, people, it's their vacation time and their hard-earned dollars. So I think, you know, it's another level of pampering that I think will be really appealing, as well as the the 
the newness and the techiness of it will kind of be fun. Well, it's not going into effect till November, so we'll have months and months and months to speculate and theorize about this little medallion we can wear on Princess Cruises. So as we say, we'll have to stay tuned. Sherry, good talking to you. Thanks, Doug. You too. Cruise Radio. Maintaining our global reach. Listen live at cruiseradio.net. From its rich heritage, picturesque beaches, and unparalleled blue waters, it's no wonder over 7 million people cruise to the Caribbean every year. What do you want to do? Swim with stingrays at Stingray Bay? Go for an island tour? Take a beach break? Or set sail on a catamaran to spend the day snorkeling? Whatever you decide, CruisingExcursions.com has a shore excursion to fit your budget. Cruising Excursions knows your time on the island is limited and that you want to make the most of your day. That's why they have shore excursions up to 60% cheaper than the cruise lines and offer smaller, more personable tours. Find out for yourself. Research and book your next shore excursion at CruisingExcursions.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. Have a question for the experts or would you like to talk about your cruise or vacation experience, good or bad? Email comments at cruiseradio.net. Scott Singer just returned from a three-night Mexican Riviera sailing aboard Crown Princess out of L.A. Scott's on the line. Hey, Scott. Hey, Doug. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, man. I always like talking to you and getting your perspective of these Princess cruises that you go on. This was a three-night cruise on Crown Princess. So before we talk about the ship and the experience, uh, what made you want to book this three-night sailing? So what really sold me on this, it was a weekend getaway. It was a Thursday to Sunday cruise. I've never done a shorter Princess cruise like that before, so I wanted to try it. And plus, with the holidays, it was right after Thanksgiving, and with school, I was like, it's perfect time to just get away for the weekend. So that's mainly why I booked it. And plus, I wanted to try the Crown Princess, because this was the last sailing the Crown Princess sailed from Los Angeles. It was repositioning to South America for the winter, it heads to the Caribbean, then Europe over the summer. So it was kind of my last chance for a local uh, cruise on it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Awesome. So uh, you sailed it out of Los Angeles. So you get to the cruise pier there. I've never been out there to L.A. So how was the embarkation process for you? The embarkation process was super simple. Um, we arrived at the port at around 1245, and everything was a breeze. The line for us to check in lasted around 15 minutes. Then security took around three minutes, and then we were right on the ship. Princess has their progressive check-in times, and ours was for 1.45, but we were able to get on board way before that. So it's a super simple process, and what's interesting about the Port of Los Angeles, which was a first for me, is that in terms of when you actually step on the ship, they divide the gangways, so if your room is towards the front of the ship, you board all the way towards the front. If your room's towards the back of the ship, you board towards the back, so they separate them which was a first for me, and it was super simple. Now, you've been on Crown Princess before, right? I have not. This is my first time. Oh, cool. Okay. I can't keep track of all your sailing. So uh, what was your first impressions of Crown Princess? 
Oh my goodness, the Crown Princess is just wonderful. To be honest, I had kind of a concern about sailing on the Crown Princess. This was my largest cruise ship I've ever sailed on, so I was a bit worried about the size. It has a little over 3,000 passengers, so I was like, am I really going to like this you know, mega ship with all these people on board? But I was pleasantly surprised, and now the Crown Princess is one of my favorite cruise ships I have sailed on. Ah, wow, bold statement, man. Oh, yeah, especially coming from me where I researched the ships and I loved it. I would definitely sail on the Crown Princess again, and I would without a doubt book the Emerald Princess, Ruby Princess, or the Caribbean Princess, or any larger ship Princess has. So you make your way to your stateroom. What kind of stateroom did you wind up booking, and what did you think of it? So we originally booked an interior room, and Princess offered us an upsell offer, which we couldn't refuse. So we ended up with a balcony room. And this was such a treat. Our balcony was on Carib deck. We were in cabin C631. And this was also probably one of my most favorite rooms I've ever had on a cruise ship. The room itself was a great size. The balcony is just massive. If you're sailing on the Crown Princess or pretty much um, any princess ship within that class, I recommend booking a balcony on Carib deck. The balconies are larger. You get two chairs, two footstools, and a full-size table. The balcony is just, it is massive. I could have stayed out there the whole cruise. <laughs> awesome. Very cool. And as far as the space, like putting your, your luggage up and the outlets and all that, quite sufficient for you? Oh, yeah. The closet space also is really big. The nice thing with Princess is that they don't have a door for their like closets. So you can put your suitcases down there. won't have an issue. A lot of room to hang clothes. There was also a single cabinet for you to put, um, you know, fold your clothes and put those away. I want to say there was around seven shelves in there, so that was super nice. In terms of outlets, there was one by the desk, and then there was one behind the TV. And what my tip is, is to bring a power strip with you. I did that. That allows you to have many more outlets. You can charge multiple things at once. So that's my definite tip, is to bring a power strip with you. Cool. So let's talk about dining. Uh, I know you did the Crown Grill on this one. And uh, let's start at the main dining room. Uh, what time dining did you have? We had any time dining. Okay. Cruise. And how was that? Super simple. We never had to wait for a table. For dinners, we did um, a table for two each night. And the nice thing about the Crown Princess is that there are so many tables for two people. So tables for two, four, six, and eight. And there's probably some for ten. But I know when I sailed on the Grand Princess this past summer, there weren't as many tables for two, but the Crown Princess had so many, and they weren't, like, super close to the next table. There was a lot of space in between. Um, I believe that the ship was built after Princess came out with Anytime Dining. So their dining rooms are kind of built for Anytime Dining, which I love, and uh, multiple sizes for tables. Very nice. Uh, As far as the Lido Deck area, what did you think of the buffet food? So the food in the Horizon Court, which is the Crown Princess's buffet, was phenomenal. The buffet itself is a bit small, so it never got cramped. And this was a full sailing, and I never felt super cramped in there at all. The food was always hot. There were lots of different choices, and I enjoyed the food up there um, immensely. Awesome. Talk to us about the Crown Grill, one of my favorites on Princess. So this is my first time ever doing a specialty restaurant on a cruise ship. Mm -hmm. And so first time, obviously, at the Crown Grill. And oh my goodness, I am hooked on specialty dining now. At first, before doing it, it's a $30 cover charge. 
And I was like, is it really worth it doing a specialty dining? I have all this other free food on the ship. So why should I do specialty dining? But I'm so glad I tried it. For $30, you get like a five-course meal. The quality of the meat and the food in the Crown Grill is just phenomenal. And it's more about the experience. So it's not like you're just going there to dine and then you leave. Our waiter told us to expect around an hour and a half to two hours for us to dine. And it took a little over two hours, but it just flew by. The food was just incredible. I had lamb chops and steak and I had a dessert platter. There were five different things of like a lemon meringue, uh, seven layer s'mores type of um, cake, Mm -hmm. something that resembles a Reese's peanut butter cup. It was so incredible. I definitely recommend if you're sailing on a princess cruise ship to try the crown grill and for a $30 charge, you'd be paying a lot more on land if you were going to a you know, a top-notch steakhouse. Yeah, well, a lot of the cruise ships these days and cruise lines are charging like 35 or $39 for these steakhouses, so that's a really good deal. They really are, and especially if you're celebrating something on board, a birthday, anniversary, honeymoon, whatever the case may be, even just going on a cruise, I definitely recommend splurging a bit and trying a specialty dining restaurant. Yeah, what did you think of the entertainment on board at Crown Princess? So for this shorter cruise, the entertainment was top-notch. For the three nights, there was a comedian the first night who was very funny. The second night, there was a magic act, which I did not go to, but people on board were saying that they really enjoyed it. And the last night was the production show Magic to Do, which is one of Princess Cruises' newest production shows. And I was amazed. It did not feel like your average cruise ship entertainment. This is one of their shows they partnered with, I believe, Stephen Schwartz, who Mm -hmm. uh, came up with Wicked and some of these other Broadway shows. And it was phenomenal. Like, how would you describe the show? Is it it's an illusion show? Is that what it is? It's a bit of an illusion show and also a musical. So everything was singing. There were a couple songs from Wicked, one from Pocahontas, and some from other Broadway shows. But the whole storyline of the show, it was all singing involved. Um, so if you like musicals, I'm sure you'll love it. And magic as well. How about outside the theater, like music around the ship and things to do around the ship? How was that? So there was a lot of stuff to do around the ship in terms of entertainment, the atrium. There was always some music playing. You had some live uh, music from the orchestra. And also, which was a first for me on Princess, is that they had music playing over the loudspeakers in the piazza, some younger tunes, maybe since it was a shorter cruise, they're changing stuff up a bit. But So that was a first and a lot of fun. Another piece of entertainment, which was a first for me, was seeing a movie with Princess Cruises movies under their stars, their giant TV screen out on the top deck. A really cool experience. Yeah, it seems like that. And uh, this was a three-night sailing, and you did go to Ensenada, so you had a couple of days at sea, or at least one day. How were your sea days? So we had one day at sea, and it was really nice. There were a lot of activities to do. I did not partake in any of those activities. It was more with a shorter cruise. I wanted to try a lot of stuff. So there was tea time, so I went, did tea time uh, during that sea day. I definitely recommend going there. If you've never gone to a tea time, I definitely recommend trying it. It was a lot of fun. The food in there is incredible. The scones, I highly recommend that. So there was that. I also went to their outlet sale. Generally on Princess Cruises on their last sea day, they have an outlet sale up to 75% off of items from past regions are in the store. So the Crown Princess sailed to Alaska, the Mexican Riviera, 
and to some California coastal. So there were a lot of different items from those regions. So that was really cool, especially at a discounted rate. So I loved that. And again, we just walked around the ship. We relaxed, lounged out on our balcony. So we just kept ourselves busy. There are a lot of different activities to do. So you don't have to worry about being bored on the Crown Princess or really any princess cruise, at least the ones I've been on. There's been so much to do during sea days. Were there a lot of kids on the sailing? There weren't, which was a bit surprising. This cruise was a Thursday to a Sunday. There were not a lot of young kids on board. There were a good amount of younger people on board compared to your general princess cruise. So, yeah, the demographics were a bit different, Mm -hmm. but um, it always felt like a princess cruise. One of my, I guess, little concerns I had being that this was a shorter weekend cruise, is this going to be a total booze cruise? And it wasn't. Of course, you had some people who were, you know, having a great time partying for the weekend, but there are still a good amount of people who were your general princess cruisers, and the cruise never lost its princess touch, like its feeling on board. Yeah, that's awesome. I know over here in Florida, you do a three-night, and it's like every other person has the uh, beverage package. Yeah, well, what's really surprising is that on this cruise, there were no, like, hard sales pitches. I was never once approached about buying any type of a drink package, like just their normal soda one or of their alcohol specialty dining. I was never, even by pictures, I was never like normally go on a cruise and it's a hard sell. They're always asking, oh, do you want to buy this package? I want to buy that package. Did not happen once this cruise, which was really nice. Yeah, yeah, totally. Hate those hard sells. Um, so your port was Ensenada. How was that? Ensenada, also, um, I was pleasantly surprised. The last time I went to Ensenada was around 8 to 10 years ago. And so I've heard in the past from people who have visited Ensenada, oh, there's nothing to do. Really, there's no point of getting off the ship. So we kind of figured that we would just stay on the ship and enjoy the ship while everyone else was in port. So we got to port. We wanted to check out the – they have a little market area right when you get off of the ship. And so we were like, okay, we'll try that out. So we got off the ship – walked around the little market area, and then we stepped outside and we saw that there was kind of a walkway to a marina area. So we're like, okay, let's go down there. So we just walked along, and we saw the cruise ships the whole time. Also important with us was the Carnival Imagination. So we got off the ship. We made a left. You may just keep making lefts. And then, um, yeah, it was just it was a really nice walk, a five- to ten-minute walk from the cruise ship on the marina. And when you walk down there, they're building a lot of stuff near there. So that was cool to see. And then we walked all the way down to literally a wall. So we turned back, and then we got back on the ship. And we just enjoyed the day on board the Crown Princess. And we took advantage of everything it had to offer. Awesome. So uh, you make your way back to Los Angeles. And how was the disembarkation process for you? The disembarkation process wasn't bad at all. Something that was interesting in terms of luggage logistics Normally, when you go on a cruise, they call it independent travel arrangements. So you put your bags outside your door the last night of the cruise. You get luggage tags. Next time, you'll see your bags are in the cruise ship terminal. Well, on this cruise, they were really pushing for express walk-off, which means you take all of your luggage off the ship yourself. So you don't put your bags outside your door the last night of the cruise. So you just take all your luggage through the cruise terminal and then on your way home. So there were 39 groups in terms of express walk-off, and then there were eight independent arrangements. So you put your bags beside your door. We were originally given the express walk-off, though I don't pack light. We got a group for independent arrangements, so we put our bags beside our door. 
So I think on these shorter Princess Cruises, they really pushed for you to do an express Mm walk-off. So when we got off the ship, we realized we should have done an express walk-off because it is a lot faster. And how the Port of Los Angeles works is, is that once you get off the cruise ship, you actually get your bags before meeting with a customs agent. So it's a bit hectic of, you know, you get off the ship, then you get your bags. So at that point, it was like, oh, well, we could have just walked our bags off ourselves. It's been a little faster. So there's a tip for you. If you're doing a shorter cruise on Princess Cruises from the Port of San Pedro, I'd recommend doing that express walk-off option. Cool. And looking back, what was the biggest highlight of this three-night cruise for you? So my biggest highlight was it was a perfect weekend getaway. It was one of those, it was just so relaxing, just being able to escape reality. You know, I could easily have gone to a hotel or gone to, you know, some other city near I live for a weekend getaway. But the nice thing about a weekend getaway on a cruise ship is that it's like any other cruise, you know, you get to escape reality, you get to disconnect from your electronics if you want you have food, you have entertainment, you're constantly being pampered with. I was joking and said that princes should change their slogan from comeback new to comeback spoiled because <laughs> they treat you like first class. It's just an incredible experience. And a nice thing too is that if you are a first-time cruiser, I definitely recommend taking advantage of these shorter cruises that Princess offers. They call them like sampler cruises. Mm-hmm. And you pretty much get to experience, it's like a preview of what you can experience on a longer Princess cruise. So that was a lot of fun. You, and you get to try pretty much everything. It's a nice like taste of what Princess has to offer. So I definitely recommend that if you're a first-time cruiser, to try out one of these shorter cruises on Princess. Cool. And uh, last but not least, Scott, what are your final thoughts of Crown Princess? I think the Crown Princess is an amazing ship. If you are thinking about going on a Crown Princess class, I definitely recommend it. There was so much to do. The ship is massive, so you're never bored. There are so many different types of specialty restaurants that you can choose from, lots of different bars, tons of entertainment to do, shopping. There's a mini golf course. There's a jogging track. There's The Princess has their sanctuary. Literally, they have anything, pretty much everything Princess offers nowadays is on the Crown Princess. Very cool. We've been talking with Scott Singer from scottsingercruises.com. Scott, uh, before we hop here, I want to compliment you on your videos, man. They're so refreshing and so like shot at a different point of view than any other video on YouTube, like giving reviews of ships. So good job, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate it. My goal is when I'm filming that is to feel as if you're right there with me. I really want to show you what it's like when cruising. So you kind of have something in your head. You can have any questions. So thanks, Doug. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thanks for being here too, buddy. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker from my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. 
Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, iTunes, or at cruiseradio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.